Hello and welcome to the uh, Xbox World Strongcast Reloaded for uh, 4th of November. We're back, we're back in time for Christmas, we're back to review the year, we're back to talk about all of the exciting events and to talk about GTA 5 specifically. My god, it's what a rockstar thing to do to just suddenly announce the trailer out of nowhere and then drop it a couple of weeks later. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first let me introduce you to the all-new Strongcast Reloaded team. So, on this uh, particular Strongcast, for the first and last time of the uh, the Reloaded era, we have Matthew Pellet. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hi. Good you're, to be here. You're again. here for a one time only, right? I am, yes. And Special guest. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm now on Games Master. Yeah. I, uh, I'm heading up, well, I'm not heading up Games Master, I'm there, Games Ed. I'm overseeing all things multi-format. I think listeners of the long of the last Strongcast will know we used to talk a lot about multi-format, a lot about yeah. PS3, a lot about Wii, DS. Um, so that's what I do now. Yeah, it's a great fit for Matt, and he's uh, he's kicking ass over there. But don't think you've seen the last of him on the Xbox World. Unfortunately, he is still <laughs> going to be running. For oh yeah, us. I think I think I uh, made sure in my contract that I was. You know, I had to stay uh, in the Xbox World part. I had to write X number of pages a month. I, I'm still doing Xbox World TV. Yeah, uh, I'll be fronting that, so don't think I'm going anywhere just yet. Yeah, you can't get rid of him. Like, like a much like a bad smell. You just, you just, no matter how hard you scrub, he's still there. That's me. That's now, what they say about Pellet. Yeah, that's, that is what they say. <laughs> now, guffawing in the corner over there is uh, formerly of Endgamer and presently of Endgamer. It's, uh, it's Matthew Castle. Hello. Hello. So Matt's uh, a guy who I've wanted to get onto a podcast for a real, real long time. He's uh, he's the king of uh, of interesting banter and opinion. Uh, apparently so. Yeah, and he uh, the guy projects to the back, so you might want to turn your your speakers down. I'm, I'm having to use my indoors voice today. Yeah, you're, I think you're all going to like uh, having Matt on a podcast. He's a guy who, sh- who should have been on a podcast a long time ago, but Endgamer never did a podcast of their own, so it never came up. But we're working with something of a unified team now, which means uh, which means we get to steal him for an hour every week. <laughs> and sitting to my right is uh, a name you all recognise. He's uh, he's Mr. Tom Clancy. He's a guy who's been writing for Xbox World longer than I have. It's Andy Hartup. Hello, Xbox World's all new associate editor. <laughs> Hello, great to be here. It's it's great, and I'm going to hand over to you because you are uh, you're in, you're you're large and in charge, Andy Hartup. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am the the new Tim Weaver, although uh, slightly taller and have fewer eighties action movie references. So yeah, you're less mean as well. I'm less what? You're less mean. Less Tim mean. Tim was cruel. You've never you've never worked for me before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm currently uh, well uh, one of the team who are making Xbox World at the moment. I'm. Uh, I am the face of Xbox World, yeah. um, unfortunately for and, Xbox World. And what a face it is, Andy. Yes, what but a face. The funny thing is, um, we've got we've still got Tim around, you know? We still have Tim. So yep. what we're working with now is just a, a humongous team. Mm. And in the past, all of our magazines have collaborated. You know, we've had uh, Matt Castle from Endgamer writing for Xbox World. We've had me writing for Endgamer and PSN. We've had Andy Kelly writing for Endgamer and Xbox World. You know, it's, there's been so much mixing and matching. We figured, you know, let's uh, let's yep. let's all make so a, let's, let's make an ultimate hit squad. We have a like super the, team. Yep. Yeah, it's the expendables team. of games journalism. It is very glamorous way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know who is who is it's, which expendable. And believe us, we are expendable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an all star cast. Is is what Matt Castle's saying? Yeah, mm. it's, it's a totally expendable. I'm, I'm the Jason cast, Statham. You're the Jason Statham. Yeah, I think it so. is. So um, so from now on, I think um, you're like the Jet Li. Mm. 
So from now on, I shall be uh, should be leading your strong cast, and don't worry, it's uh, just because we've uh, we've lost Pellet uh, after this one. We won't be losing him. I'm sure we'll be bringing him back. We will be having plenty of guest appearances by um, not only writers. Hopefully, we'll have some devs on here as well, uh, and just a lot of very interesting people uh, to talk about games. So um, uh, I, I guess. The timing of this is pretty fortuitous because we were all watching the GTA 5 trailer last night. Um, biggest game in the world You guys were all watching a GTA 5 trailer. I was sitting there trying to download a copy of it so I could grab some screens from it. That's Just, so Mike Gapper. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, well, all business. So I could hear uh, small faces banging out of Dan Dawkins' machine. Yep, yep. And all you guys were crowding around watching it. And I was sitting there going, where's the download link? Where is it? And, and at that moment, a, uh, an email arrived in my inbox. Rockstar hooked us up with a downloadable but trailer. You eventually watched it. I did eventually watch and it. And what did you think of it? What was I'm your the, first impression? Uh, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask about GTA stuff. No, no, no. I want to know what you think of it straight off the bat. Uh, boring. Boring? Boring. How come? Uh, because it's, it's. Okay, so I know Rockstar wants to marvel in the detail of their world, and their world is incredibly beautiful, incredibly detailed, and, and my God, it looks it looks amazing. That, that Rockstar Advanced Game Engine is just kicking all kinds of ass 24-7. But it's just a bunch of people walking around. That's all they showed us. A bunch, of people, a bunch of people walking around and doing exercises. That's what LA is, though. Yeah, well... You know, you go over there, it's just these disparate streets. Especially with LA's a bunch of people driving around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you get, like, the crazies on the yeah, side. Yeah, no, walking. I know what you mean. I don't know, man. It doesn't excite me. Everyone's going, wow! And I'm like, well, yeah, you know what? Wow, it, is, it does look amazing. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but they've not shown anything in that trailer that excites me. I'm excited by exciting missions with loads of variety and I'm excited by big explosions and you know uh, the, the sort of interesting character interactions I'm excited by you know the, the sort of the scope of the city and the things I can do in the city when I, when I see a ramp I think oh if I can hit that with that motorbike and I mean you know I can drive the bike <laughs> off that building and so on that's what excites me I don't see any of that in this trailer okay. what I saw was a big city with a lot of people walking Dif different it. question for you then were you excited by the potential of the new GTA just, just, and, and, just based on the little glimpses that you had of the city, did you think, yeah, I could see myself doing something really cool with that? I don't even need a look at the city to be excited by the potential of a new GTA. You, just, you announced, you announced the game exists, and uh, you, you've got to be excited. It's Rockstar. They, 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 they nail it, man. They, it's Rockstar North specifically. Rockstar North do they, nail it. They don't, they don't do a bad job. It's interesting. You see, there's a bike, there's a jet ski in there called the Speedophile 2000. <laughs> That's a joke that only works for Brits as well, because in America they say pedophile. It doesn't mm. work over there. This there is applying that British sense of humour to an American world. And that's always a likable thing. There that was guys the, do. there was that little logo on the uh, on the pest control van <coughs> that he gets out of as well. It was called Bagaras. Bagaras, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another nice little piece of British humour. Yeah. So I think, I think. For me, and I'll uh, I'll move on to what Matt and Matt and Matthew think. Uh, too many Matts. Re, re, yeah, too many Matts on this podcast. It's a good job I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need to replace you with someone who isn't Matt. Um, I th I think for me, uh, GTA Four was a great game technically for its time. Um, full of you know interesting characters, nice details. Interesting city, especially when you got into the sort of the lost and the damned packs, you saw a different side of, of the uh, Liberty City. But GTA V, I think, is putting the thumb back. I mean, I think that was what they were really, really keen to emphasise with the trailer. They show every, pretty much every scene they showed off had some sort of joke in it, 
or some sort of larger than life potential. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think, you know, they've, they've, they've heard a lot of reactions to GTA 4. People have said, yeah, I like GTA 4, but what the hell was up with Dwayne? You know, what a miserable sod. You know, he was just <laughs> ringing me up all the time saying, hey, man, you want to hang out? And, <laughs> and, you know, his cousin as well sort of going out, you know, and it was no, it was no fun. It was technically good, but it was no fun. Hmm. And I think they want to put the fun back, you know, really sort of capture the San Andreas vibe. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is the most exciting part of the trailer. I think um, the trailer certainly showcased potential for that fun. Now, I mean, I played GTA in the expansion packs. I reviewed the expansion packs, in fact. And um, I think Rockstar found what they needed to find. Uh, for GTA in um, the Ballad of Gay Tony. The Ballad of Gay Tony was, it, it did hark back to the days of Vice City. You had your electric shotgun bucks, you had your satchel charges, your crazy top of the train uh, shooting down helicopter missions. That was lacking from GTA 4 and it was lacking from The Lost and Damned. Um, so I would like to think that in, in the Ballad of Gay Tony and like the, the mission replay system and everything else, they found what GTA 5 should be. I'm not naive, though, because they did Red Dead as well. I thought it was great. I gave it 96%, I think, or 94%, I think, for um, for Xbox as well. One or the other, I forget now. Um, that was also a deadly serious game. With their final uh, download pack, they did Undead Nightmares, which was their wacky, zany uh, content. I don't know whether GTA V is going to be, you know, balls out, craziness, a la Saints Row, a la... GTA San Andreas and Vice City because I think Rockstar have to a certain extent stepped above that level now and they, they see downloadable content as an area where they can really mm. let their hair down and go crazy. I think they still want to tap into that Hollywood vibe, keep it serious wherever possible. I mean, you're dead right. What we saw in the trailer, there were little in-jokes here and there, but in GTA 4, there were lots of signs as well around that city that were jokey, there were it's puns. It's always a weird thing as well, because the in GTA 4, the sort of a sense of humour you'd find on signage and on vending machines and so on really didn't gel well. With with, it was really world. at odds with the actual content of the game. And, you know, you turn on the TV and Bass Room will be talking about, like, yeah, I'm going to punch him in And he's, like, getting really... He's doing this really sort of funny, comedy, worked-up bit. Yeah. You're like, yeah, really? You know, I'm, I'm this guy who's just you know put my brother in the ground or whatever you know and, and now i'm watching bass and it always felt like kind of at <laughs> yeah. odds with with this thing so um, I, th- I think there's definitely potential there but i'm not 100 percent convinced it's gonna go down that route oh, it's, however it's not gonna be saints row i mean you're not gonna be you know <laughs> spraying people with with, with <laughs> dildo bats and, and tossing no, in front of no i mean um, <laughs> but i i think it'll be more light-hearted than gta 4 and i, I think I mean, even like the this, this sort of the sun, sun-soaked atmosphere of San Andreas, it lends itself more to sort of more light-hearted yeah. missions. I mean, I, I mean, I sound quite down on the trailer. I wasn't. I thought it was great. I thought, you know, I having been to LA a couple of times now, I it, it was clear like you can pull out bits of that city and say, yes, I know where that bit is. I know where that bit is. They've they've really tapped into what LA is, and you know, the sight of for me the most exciting thing was seeing a mountain and seeing like the crop duster like spray stuff over people like they, these are the things i want to you know do in in gta i want to explore these areas i want to have fun and i think i'm hopeful that gta 5 is going to provide that i'm just not gonna sit here and say i think it will because i don't know i think rockstar will do whatever they want to do regardless yeah, of what that's we the want. funny thing right it's like for me the things i want to know is i want to know they've improved the shooting 
and the cover system and the hand vehicle handling because the way vehicles worked in GTA 4 was so weird. The camera would sort of follow you around corners like a second after you turned. Really weird. You couldn't see into oncoming traffic for like a second. Uh, walking around the city, hold a button to run, tap it to run fast. That what gear is this? You know, we've got <laughs> we've got an analog controller. You don't need to have like those that kind of thing anymore. I want to see sort of modernisation, but I don't think that will happen because all of those controls are standard in LA Noir and in Red Dead Redemption. Mm. And Rockstar, I think, have, have got a formula and they're happy to stick to it. And that formula hasn't changed a great deal in a real, real long time. The thing is, they've got everyone talking like GTA. Like that's the language everyone knows and understands. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, uh, let's not mess with it. It's like the same way that it kind of, you know, all your Call of Duties move like Call of Duty. You know, Modern Warfare. You know, they haven't moved on. They all yeah. sort of feel the same. It's they have, this, you don't they dare. have this vocabulary. It's all their yeah, exactly. Own, like, you yeah. don't dare sort of upset the kind of the hardened fan. It, it, it is funny that um, <clears throat> GTA sort of in terms of what it actually does, like the core of it, hasn't moved on and feels like quite a bit of a throwback. While every every world they create is is sort of bang on the sort uh, of Their worlds are getting better every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Every single time they build a world, it gets better. The mechanics stay the same, but mm. the worlds just get better and better and better. No, I did think, I thought uh, I thought Red Dead nailed the gun combat. It's probably some of my favourite gun yeah, combat in any game. Stuff, it's got right? just a real like mechanical sting to it. And if, yeah. if, if they can bring that into this game, you know, where you actually shoot someone and use all that you know, euphoria, magic, the kind of send people kind of spinning off their bikes. When you shoot a guy in the shoulder and it spins him round yeah, exactly. and he falls off a roof. Like, yeah. That's yes. how I want GTA to re- If he reacts like Red Dead, oh, I'll be I'll be in heaven. You're spot on. I remember writing a sentence saying, like, it feels like every time you, you know, you fire your revolver, it feels like you're shooting a rocket at someone. <laughs> yeah. And the way, like, you could sprint to cover and just slide seamlessly into cover and then, you know, pop around the corner and, and shoot off a few you shots. Know, there's GTA a, there's a quote that. I love. I said, oh, sir, you're the only thing. Someone said, like, when Leone would make a movie... He would like you'd use a rifle sound for the sound of a pistol, and he would use a shotgun sound for the sound of a rifle, and he would use like a cannon for the sound <laughs> for the sound of a shotgun. Okay. Like that's like that's and he just blow blow something up for the sound of a cannon. It was like you know that was the it was, it was always the old west, but a little bit amped up. But yeah, you know yeah. everything's ramped up, and that's what Red Dead felt like. You pull a revolver on someone in that, pull the trigger, and you feel like you were just blowing them down yeah. the street. Mm. You know. They got a real, they got a sense of feedback just right, which is something that GTA Four didn't have. Yeah, I so it, it suggests maybe like GTA Five will. But, but one thing, one thing Rockstar do tend to do is they um, they release a very sort of different portfolio of games. I mean, they've released like a, a table tennis game, a Wild West game. Uh, you know, there's Max Payne, LA Noire, sort of forty uh, Midnight Club game, Midnight Racing. Club. Well, they do is they look at what works in their individual games mm-hmm. and that always feeds back to GTA. Mm. Uh, so I think we'll probably be seeing quite a lot of... Table ele- tennis. Yeah, a lot of table tennis. <laughs> is that what saying, Andy? <laughs> That is what I'm saying. And a lot of horse riding. Cool. <laughs> some strong ping pong. Yeah. But yeah, if they take the ve- them vehicle handling from Midnight Club, yeah. the gunplay from Max Payne, yeah. then you're looking at something quite special. Yeah. Well, well, I, th- I think they'll probably take, you know, they'll take a, a lot of the dialogue stuff from L.A. Noire and I, I don't know where they stand with the... The motion capture. No, I was literally going to say that well, belongs to uh, to Brendan McNamara. And there was no studio, evidence of it in it? the trailer at all. No, there, no, there wasn't any evidence of that stuff in the trailer. So, I don't think they would want to do it because that that stuff is so demanding. Mm. It reduced the P- Xbox 360 and the PS3 to a crawl. It did more so on 360, to be honest. Uh, it reduced them just to an absolute crawl, just rendering all these faces walking down the street in this world. 
Like, I'd, I'd rather, got, it's a much busier world much than busier LA of LA I'd, I'd much rather have a silky smooth, like nicely streaming world than super detailed, but, but you turning faces. You can guarantee that something from LA Noir will be in there. I think it's a dialogue some, system. Yeah, and I think you know they've they've got they've got forties LA. It's not too dissimilar to the LA of today, layout wise. I imagine they'll have sort of shared little bits of the city. I'd have a mad, uh, I'd use a mad historical flashback system. I'd have kind of like a link to the past dual world where you're kind of going back in time. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's it. You Maybe that's GTA first. 5's thing. Yeah. You, you meet some like old washed up copies. Like, oh, I was like, yeah, exactly. these cases back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Fades to black and white. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I remember when GTA 4 came out and uh, Microsoft signed up the content, the DRC content for like $50 million. That, that was when was. Peter Moore got that tattoo, wasn't it? Yeah. That was embarrassing. <laughs> um, and Don't speak ill with Peter Moore. Oh, no, I'm not, but it was embarrassing. It's like it's like it wasn't real, was it? No, no it was it was a transfer. transfer. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't real. Um, Which in a way, makes it a little. But don't bit don't speak ill with Peter Moore because that guy is in league with Satan. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but incidentally, Peter Moore may or may not be in league with Satan. That's <laughs> no, right. Clear that up. For but you. I remember seeing a, a shot a, a shot of him. You guys won't get this. Matt Pellet will. In the red he chair. looks just like the Sinister Minister. This guy used to be in ECW. He was um, in, 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 in because he, he, he was wearing a black shirt, black trousers, red jacket, and his pointy, immaculate goatee. And you like you look at him, and you're like, I tell you what, if if ever someone were were bringing Lucifer to to Earth, the Dark Lord, it's Peter Moore. That guy is uh, that guy. That guy's got the look. He's got, that's, he's, got a, he's got a strong look about him. If this is the last strong cast reloaded, yeah. it's because the, the Xbox <laughs> World team hey, I'm washing my hands on this. fallen underneath a bus <laughs> yeah. uh, due, due to Mike some sort of uh, Peter Moore-related accident. So. Doesn't that happen in um, I Am... Not I Am Legend. What's the um, end of days? Where Gabriel Byrne is just like, puts his hand on some kid's shoulder and is like... And a kid bumps into him or something and he's, and he's, and he's like furious with him but he doesn't show it and the kid skates off into traffic and just gets instantly hit by a bus so we get taken out on the way back I do remember that yeah from, from a yeah from one of those not, don't shake Peter Moore's hand in the lobby before you yeah. leave I think it's the I've actually met Peter, I've actually met Peter Moore and he's a super super nice, he guy. nice guy he's yeah. like he's the, he's he's, ter- he's he's one of those guys where you're like okay so he's he's Mr. Corporate right in every way so you're like oh man he, he's gotta be awful but here's the thing I think that guys who rise to that level in corporations, they do they do so on sheer force of personality. And so I come up to him and I'm introduced to him by some PR person, and Tim had the exact same conversation, where he was like, "So hey, um, Peter, this is uh, this is Mike. He's uh, here from Xbox World." And he's like, "Mike, Mike, good to meet you. Good to." Meet you. He grabs my hand, big handshake. Oh, you having a good show? You having? Oh, I'm having a real good show, Pete. Oh, that's great to hear it. You have a, you take care now. I'm really glad to hear you having a good day. Hey, how's the magazine going? Oh, it's going real good. Brilliant! I, oh, you know, love the magazine. He's never read the magazine. He's like, <laughs> love the magazine. So I catch, and he, catch you later, and he's, he's off doing the rest of his meetings or whatever. And you feel like, wow, that guy, what a nice man! <laughs> and then you realise, oh wait, he, he said like basically five words to me, and then, and, and then ran away at speed. <laughs> Just oh, said well. the same five words to another man ten yeah. yards away. <laughs> uh, but you were saying? Oh, oh yeah, when we were chatting about what the DRC might be, I remember, mm. in fact, Mike, you came up with the idea on, on a podcast and we speculated what if uh, Rockstar layers like a whole new skin over Liberty City, like turns it into 70s Liberty That'll City That'll be a massive texture pack, but it'd be so oh, it awesome. Would. It'd uh, be but so with, awesome. Like Matt says, with the LA Noir like, blueprint there, essentially, that 
it's possible. It's forties or fifties. Having, having said that, you know the LA Noir's uh, map is the real LA map. It's mm. not the uh, the Los Santos map. And the Los Santos map, if you look at the the skyline, is actually much closer to the LA skyline now. In uh, San Andreas, it wasn't nearly so so close to no. the current LA skyline. You even got the smog in there now. Mm. It looks like pretty close to LA. So GTA Five, the trailer. Shows potential, but not a lot of action. That's pretty much what we expected. Yeah. Um, let's have some out there guesses about what GTA V's thing is going to be. What is going to be its new thing? Because it's going to introduce well, something wouldn't put, new. Well, they wouldn't have put a five on it if it wasn't, if it wasn't doing something yeah. new. So it, every, every, each one of you, what is going to be GTA V's new thing? What is it going to do? I think it's going to be... The continuation of the stories of the three protagonists from last generation. I think so. Uh, GTA Three, uh, Vice you City, and San Tony Vercetti. You think he could be? I think he could be. Yeah. I looked at the Tommy Vercetti was born in '51, so he, he'd be getting on a bit. So did he look sixty? I don't know, but I could see them because there were rumours like maybe you they can they can play with timelines a bit. One of them way. already lived there anyway. Uh, was it Carl in San Andreas? Yeah, CJ. CJ. Yeah. Um, I can I can see them bringing the three back. The only the 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 odd one out is um, GTA Three. I can't even remember the guy's name. Does anyone know? I think he had a name. Steve Criminal. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Rockstar are embarrassed by the fact that the protagonist of GTA Three wasn't a character. They're all about characterization now, and he was just this nameless guy who you played as. He was like a, a puppet for you. Beyond that, you know, Vice City and afterwards, they always built up the main guy as being someone who you're supposed to care about or dislike, you know, whoever it was supposed to be. But GTA 3 didn't really have a proper character. But it's interesting to note that this is the 10th anniversary of GTA 3. And in all the promo for the re-release on iPhone and everything, they're bigging up this guy and they've got a model of him, you know, there are pictures of him Michael everywhere. Claude something. Yes. Possibly. Was, yeah. I can't even like remember. Claude Baden or something. But, um, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe this is their chance to give that guy, like... You know, spotlight, he deserves. but maybe not throw the whole People game. People are on him. saying like, "Oh yeah, but Ray Liotta's not in the cast, so that distract instantly disproves that." And it doesn't really disprove anything. Like you don't need to bring back Ray Liotta to bring back Tommy Brissetti. You can have whoever you want voicing him. It's twenty years later, mm. you know. They can, mm. they can have whoever they want voicing him. It's a bit like guy. Frank West in a way. Like it does look like Frank West. Someone joked about that on our Facebook thread, saying, "Oh, it looks like uh, looks like zombie outbreak." Yeah, five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. doing a yakuza. Hey, look! If they can do a zombie outbreak in Red Dead, they can do a zombie outbreak in uh, DLC. Yeah. Certainly can. So, Mr. Castle, oh, well, Mr. Gonna, Castle, was, what do you think? Well, I was just saying, I was going to say dual protagonists, but now Pellet is. I, I, I think you with a triple. I think that's going to be a, a common theme. And yeah. I, I was going to say dual protagonists, but mine is different to Pellet's, in that I think I there'll thought. be new characters. Okay. But I think you, they're going to be sort of on different, you know, completely different lives. So you're going to have the guy from the trailer mm. who's the family man gone bad. And I also think you, you may be going to have like a government type or a cop okay. on the other side or maybe even like a banker. They've done and dual I, protagonists in Red Dead and yeah. in yeah. L.A. Noir. And what I think is going to happen, I think their thing, I mean, this is just a complete guess. You're going to have your Johnny family guy sort of committing crimes at the base yeah. level and, like, you know, trying to juggle that with being a family man. And I also think you're going to have someone completely removed from him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, like, a, a banker because no one likes bankers at the moment. And, you know, it's, it's such a sort of yeah. hot-button subject. And the things that you do as either character is going to influence the other okay. guy. 
So I think you're going to be sort of shaping the way the story Sounds goes. Right. I, I would imagine depending that depending on what you the decisions you make with these different. Characters. I would imagine that influence will be primarily scripted. If so, I mean, I, I remember yeah. in GTA Four they said, "Oh, we're going to give you more choices." In the end, it was a load of BS. Yeah. It was like, "Do you kill this insignificant mm. guy, or don't you?" I, I, I don't know if they got their fingers burnt with that, and they'll just want to leave that entirely, or maybe they'll want to expand on uh, that. I, I suggest I, I, I'd say that the the choices that you're going to get are going to be fairly sort of binary or. Mm. You know, so something similar to what you get in, in like a Mass Effect, but I, th I think the emotional impact would come from you're making a decision as one character, and you are painfully aware of yeah. how it's going to affect your other guy. Hmm. But you have to ch make make the choice, and it's it's it's, it's you know, you, you're going to have to live with that yeah. as the other character. I mean, that that's just 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 me sort of throwing it out there. That sounds good. I can see that. I mean, I can't I not... Rockstar's listening. I like, these, I like these ideas. I can't like, not see yeah. Rockstar North being inspired by things like The Wire and things. They will have had to have mm. seen these shows. And they should They should, uh, should. take lots of inspiration from The Shield. That would be the good. The Shield like, as well. Play like a, like a strike force cop gone bad, kind of, you know, trying to cover... You know, almost like what... Um, uh, what was that big piece of crap? Um, uh, Call of Juarez, the cartel. Right. Oh, almost yeah. like that. what that was trying to do, but kind of bring it, you know, that sort of... Either side of the law, you know, where you're kind of that was Call of War as a single good idea, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, that'd be good. A big load of crap, Mike, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Well, it was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I know it's going to do something. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's they wouldn't have stuck the they wouldn't have stuck the five on it otherwise. Um, part of me is tempted to say. Uh, they'll they'll be doing something with the online side of things, but a, bit, a much bigger part says no. Nah, that's that's not really their style. I could I could see them. Um, I could see them allowing worlds to kind of collide in some way, so for, in in a sort of almost a fable kind of way, where you can be a part of someone else's world but actually Im impacting it in a, in a big way. Uh, but I don't know. I think I think I'll probably keep the multiplayer separate. Uh, sorry, I got a bit of a wishy-washy answer because I I don't know, but I think it would be naive to think they would didn't have something quite interesting in mind. Mm. I think I think multiple protagonists is Rockstar always have something up their sleeve. Yeah, but like, multiple, tie, multiple protagonists is kind of like yeah, big, very big, big you deal. Could, you could I, I'm not saying either along that multiplayer lines, you know, because it, it you know cause isn't it the five dollar bill. Yeah, it's the sort of thing. You know, if, if if the theme for this one is going to be money and kind of the situation where you know America's now in, where they've like completely screwed each other. You know, basically they are being you know told to screw each other over mm -hmm. to get as much as possible. You know, maybe there could be an element of sort of like who do you screw over? You know, kind of like impacting other people's games mm -hmm. or, or like Andy said, two characters impacting each other like that. So long as it's not in microtransaction power games and we're the ones who are getting screwed. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's yeah, like, so, stop up your money. So to take it a bit further. Would you be? Would you say that they could have some sort of Dark Souls style thing where another player comes comes into your game? I don't know why they couldn't like uh, steals all your money and screws you over and leaves you on the street. They've they've I mean they've they've toyed with before. I mean, like the original San Andreas, you know, had that sort of territory warfare. You know, they've mm. they've toyed with like mechanics that kind of fit over the entire world. 
and and sort of impact how how that all works. You know, and, and in the, in the uh, DS one, Chinatown Wars, like the whole city had this kind of flow of supply and demand of drugs. Yeah, let's not let's not discount Chinatown Wars. Yeah, you know, that's, the ideas that's they came up with in that, I think we, we, you know, we will see some. Why couldn't they make it about the economy and give the world its false, you know, a, a fake economy like that, that works? That, with, that like, to me, that see to me seems more likely than anything else. Maybe as you invest in certain areas, you start seeing fewer homeless people in the streets because you yeah, put them to work in places that you own and so a on. A lot of impact, it, or, you know, having the option to kind of invest in a company and then, like, use your criminal ties to kind of make sure, you know, make sure yeah. the, you know, the other refrigerator company kind of meets a sticky end or whatever. <laughs> like, you know? a, like a more fleshed out oh, Rome okay. rebuild from Assassin's Brotherhood in a way. Yeah, How you yeah, like shape? a bit, a bit, I don't know, like on the, on the paper you go, <coughs> oh, business, it doesn't sound particularly <laughs> exciting. But if you add it like a real cutthroat thing, like it was great in um, Chinatown Wars, you, yeah. you really became obsessed with sort of like you'd buy all the drugs. Well, you know, GTA has always been a game about yeah. doing what you're told. You've got some yeah. guy above you who's going, hey, Nika, why don't you go do this thing? Or hey Tommy, why don't you go do this thing for mm. me? Why don't you go knock this guy off? How about this time you're the boss? Mm. You're the one in charge. You're the one, uh, you know, just putting the, like sort of sending the pawns out to get to make everything mm. work. You're you're essentially managing a faction, and that's that's your role. You, you're building your own mm. criminal empire instead of building it by working for other people. You're like I'm I'm starting on my own. I'm starting. Yeah. I'm doing my own so thing. Arcade business sim. Yeah. But with no spreadsheets. No spreadsheets. No oh, spreadsheets. No maths. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no maths. Yeah. I'd like to see that actually to be able to have a more tangible effect on GTA's world. Mm. The, uh, the thing about the uh, the world of Liberty City, it was very static, very much its own thing. I would like to see game shifting events. And I've said this before. Let's have a flood halfway through the game. <laughs> let's let's have a flood. So you got to suddenly go down. Biblical in GTA. Let's have a flood. You got to go down the street in a jet ski instead of. Well, you, driving you down read in the that car. rumor list, right? There's supposed to be a tsunami at one point. Really? Well, yeah. It was, it was. It was some guy who went online. Basically, said, "Oh, my dad works for Rockstar for two years. He's been telling me it was in GTA Five, and here's a long list of it. It was just like World War Three breaks out. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Robots. <laughs> Transformers. True, turn true up. story. I, I told uh, this to Robin the other day when I used to work at Smiths, W H uh, Smith, back when I was uh, a student. Uh, we had. A, a very uh, a feeble internet um, and people would like post oh like the latest book by so and so is coming out here like it's going to be a big seller and stuff after one of the GTA releases it might have been Vice City um, someone high up like put out to all the employees like oh we've we've learned this is going to happen like just so you're aware the next GTA is going to be set in the future and there'll be robots everywhere and you'll be flying hover cars I read it I'm like what a load of crunk I mean, honestly who came up crunk. with this crunk so, so World War 3 robots <laughs> pinch of salt here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the feature I've always wanted in GTA and I, one day it'll be so cool to see it happen um, system wide events are propagated on the server side so you put your game in and it's January, so it's snowing. You know, it, it's you, Animal Crossing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, Animal Crossing with more drugs. Let's do that. Let's do, <laughs> let's do that, right? Hey, have you met Tom Nook? Probably less drugs. <laughs> and you get sort of you get to just just the summer, and it's 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 just an absolute heat wave in the summertime. You get to the autumn, and there's floods, like actual floods, and so on. And then. Over a two-year period, they make it a two-year-long game, essentially. You don't have to play it every day. You don't have to play it for two years. But they can be able to use it because it's on the server site. It's not on the disc. You can't fake it just by adjusting the date on the console. And you can reflect real-world events. If there's been some like major disaster, if next year 
you know, a, a volcano explodes. Like Tommy Lee Jones style in the, what's the movie? <laughs> volcano. volcano. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay, there you go. Then let's reflect it. It's, it you know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do, we, you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to keep up with the current events. And most importantly, you can keep up with the current economic events. So as the world drags itself out of the economic like slowdown, you can reflect that in the game. Have fewer homeless people on the streets. Have more businesses coming back to like retexture stuff. That would be the most exciting thing you could do with the GTA living, breathing world because it makes it a living, breathing world. It's certainly not impossible. I mean, if you think it... Think about some of the things they do with sports games nowadays where they update yeah. all, all the actual results. I mean, it's it's essentially adding a text file to the game and saying these results happened here. But, you know, if, if anyone can sort of push that side of it further, it's going to be Rockstar. So, interesting thoughts mm. on GTA V. I'm excited for that, it. Now. That <laughs> is something for next year. Let's now talk about this year. Let's talk about right now. Let's talk about what we're playing. What a seamless transition that was. Thank you. That was excellent. What have you been playing right now, Matt Castle? What am I playing right now? I'm playing Batman right now. I'm a little behind everyone else. Uh, I'm uh, I'm only I'm only probably about halfway through it. The Not story. behind me because I haven't started. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. it's well, it's a nightmare working in the office because obviously everyone is going up to certain points and then they're like, oh man, I just punched X in the face and you're I, like, I didn't even know X was in it. There's a feature I really want to write, but I can't write it until everyone on our mag has right. finished the game. Right. So I'm I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, waiting to write this feature. Yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the that's the that's the awkward position I'm in. But I'm uh, I'm playing Batman, and it's kind. You no, know, I'm enjoying it. But it's. Um, oh, there was a no there. It's a. Uh, I tell you what, like that game is like incredibly ambitious. You know, it's got so much content, and you simply you cannot argue with the kind of like the quality of that content. You know, they've got the Riddler trophies and these brilliant side quests that sort of weave in all these Batman villains in really clever ways. But it. Um, it's it does a terrible job of introducing that world yeah, to you. Yeah, like and it everyone, is chaos. everyone I think agrees. And I've been waiting for a podcast to say this because in our office we've got an office full of people who play games for a living, professional game players. And for years, like the the hardcore guys on the internet, and I've been that guy myself, have said. We don't need tutorials. Stop giving me that nonsense. Just dump me in the world. Let me loose. Mm. And guess what? Batman's the game that does that. The tutorial's about 30 seconds long. It dumps you into the world and it gives you a bunch of skills without ever introducing them. Different combat moves mm. you can do, never introduces them. Uh, different like, ha- like, f- like zip line moves you can do, never introduces them. And guess what? Every single person in the office said the same thing. Great game, but I'm so confused. I'm baffled. Yeah. I don't know what we can and can't do. That's the thing. Like you, um, it's, it's really interesting. Not to spoil it for you, Andy, but it kind of opens with um, you've got a little bit of kind of preamble, which is like sort of five, five, ten minutes. And I, it op- I, someone's already spoiled the opening. Oh, okay. Well, so. but it, it, but it, you know, it starts with you know when you actually sort of become Batman or mm-hmm. you are Batman or whatever. You're on this rooftop and you're just meant to look at this city and be like, whoa, Arkham City's amazing. Look at all this stuff. But actually, what happens is you're there and you see like a little green thing blinking down in like just to your left, and you're like, oh, what that green thing is and then so instead of taking in this kind of huge thing you go down there's this like locked Riddler trophy they're now in these like locked boxes no one goes like the Riddler doesn't you know buzz in and go you know I've locked things in boxes you know you look at it and you're like I don't know what that is and then you look over and there'll be another one you're like what the hell is that and then there's a pink one and you're like why is that one pink (laughs) and then all of a sudden you'll get a phone call saying this is the police, we're on top of a building, we're stuck. And then Alfred will be, you know, 
go to the courthouse and what the, I don't know what I meant to be doing stuff constantly in your yeah. ear there's you people know, talking everywhere there's no filter there needed to be a filter I said in the review like you need just they needed to tone it down for the first couple of hours just yeah. so you felt comfortable you felt settled in the world no game introduced itself <laughs> no game ever introduced itself better than Arkham Asylum mm. yeah. that game you get into the world you're like okay so here's how you move Batman now you're going to fight three guys. Here's how you fight with Batman. Okay, here's a couple of little gadgets you got as Batman. And here's the Riddler talking to you. What does, what does he want? Oh, he's going to introduce riddles to you. And here's how you solve riddles. Mm -hmm. here's, here's your first riddle. It's right there on the wall in front of you. Just scan it and then you get it. And gradually they're p introducing all these little pieces. And by the end of the game, you've got a complete set of skills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That was two years ago. So yeah. it's okay if you played Arkham Asylum last week. But if you played Arkham Asylum yeah. two years ago, those skills are not fresh in your mind and not fresh on your hands. And it's, and it's like anti-Batman, because the whole idea of Batman is that he is always, you know, he has every single angle covered. You know, he looks at these situations and he goes, I'm going to act this way. You know, the way, you know, you should not open a Batman game with the player thinking... Well, what am I doing? You know, where am I? I felt like a crazy old man. I felt like Alfred. You know, like if you put Alfred at the start of the game, he'd have wigged out, I said, and I would. I said to Andy, uh, I said to Andy uh, Kelly, I said, like, I, I started playing it last night, and he'd already finished it by this point. So I started playing it last night. Like, what do you think? I was like, here was me for the first two hours of the game. Where am I? Who are you? What am I doing? What's going on? Where do I go? It was just, like, I, it was baffling. And I just didn't know the limits of the world. You'd look around, you see a blinking light. You'd be like, is that interactive? Walk up to it. Nope. Yeah. Well, if, what is it what about that? It's blinking in the same way. Is that one interactive? Yes, it is. Oh, there's a door. Can I open that? No. So, there's a door which looks the same. Can I open it? Yeah, oh, I can I open that. It's like that, Christine, that joke with Christian Bale, you know, always asking the questions in mm. Dark Knight. You know, where is it? You know, I'm literally there just going, where am I? Where am I? For five hours. After that five hours, though, it's sublime. <laughs> so it's, it's essentially the equivalent of Batman turning up to a burnt down house. With several, you know, the police are carrying the cops. Out. Like, oh, sorry, I'm new <laughs> yeah. here. It's my first day. Yeah, I, I honestly, <laughs> I was playing with my grapple. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this green box. <laughs> There's just work. I'm just, just working stuff. I'm just trying to get on top of things. To be honest <laughs> yeah. with you guys, like, but here's the thing: like five, six hours in, you become so skilled, yeah, and so badass with Batman, and so used to using his new moves and stuff. I don't think I could go back to Arkham Asylum. No, at this that's point. the thing. It's I don't think I could go back. His new combat moves through. are so good. His new gadgets are so good. His utility belt must be yeah. friggin' enormous. I don't know if you've done it yet, Matt, but something uh, we said in the mag to readers that they should do is as soon as you like leave the courthouse and you go, you you know, you go to the south, like east of the map, mm. I think uh, there'll be some AR missions pop up. Yeah. Um, if you do the first four of those, um, Batman calls in, gets a new gadget. That's which pretty is, much essential, I guess. Which is a, a grapple hook upgrade. Yes, yeah. Upgrade. And yeah, like Mike says, it's absolutely essential for moving around the city because it, it means you can slingshot yourself off of uh, vantage points so you can like, that's, basically. That, that, glide that's around. actually the, the other little thing, and this is really like <coughs> sort of anal point, but. Um, Oh, anal point. Uh, an anal don't point. want a case of the yeah, anal That's what point. I'm talking about. It's, it's his unlockable item. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrific. Um, no, but you have that. It has. It uses this sort of thing where he um, calls in bits of equipment from yeah. Alfred, and it's a bit of a con because, yeah. like, really at the start, he could go, "Alfred, everything. <laughs> send, me, you know? send me everything I need. Give me everything." Yeah. As opposed to. Oh man, I wish I, you know, I wish I had that thing that lets me cross gaps. I'll, you know, note to self, I'll ask Alfred next time outside. <laughs> you know, it's 
Like, I mean, really, you got to be a bit cleverer than that. Yeah, you know, that, that felt a little bogus in Arkham Asylum as well. There's a, there's a point where he's like, really need the back claw upgrade. Just click the bat wing on it. Just beep, beep, beep. Yeah, call, call or it he in. sticks all his little SD cards in his wrists yeah. and he like learns new powers. Or he'll, you know, he'll remember that. Oh, that's what's in that pouch. It's a, <laughs> it's a batarang. I can, can, you know, remote steer or whatever. It's the equivalent like, of like the kitchen drawer. Amnesia. You don't. Yeah, need yeah so the you like pull it together. I tell you what, they've done a really nice job with the remote batarang this time, like because the remote batarang was pretty much useless in the previous game. Apart from game, one achievement. Apart from getting yeah. one achievement, but now it's a really useful yeah, device. They use it for unlocking all kinds of stuff. It's actually a really cool weapon yeah. to use. Mm. You can sort of begin a fight by like, ambushing someone with this, the batarang. All right. Like you can, you can do some really because you can do a back, a back, a backward batarang. Mm. It's an upgrade you get later on. You fling the battering past them and it comes back into the back of their head. <laughs> you can do some really, really cool stuff. Do you knock them it. into your fist? You, I guess you could, yeah. Just, That'd you, be good. Yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. So that, that's Batman. <laughs> Confusing at the start. But when you get into it... This is, this is something that's like super cool about the new Batman game. You know, you look at it, you've got this city, you're like, wow, this is massive. And the more you explore it, the more you realise actually it's not massive, it's actually quite a, a, a small <coughs> space, but it always feels like enough space. It yeah. always feels like, oh, I've got enough on my plate, it's big enough, there's so much to do here. And I look at games like Assassin's Creed, and even GTA, you're like, wow, and definitely L.A. Noir. You're like, wow, you've built this massive world. Well done, you. <laughs> There's nothing in it. Yeah. There's nothing in this world. You've built this enormous world, but what are the implications of that? It just means I have to go a much further to get where I'm going. Mm. Red Dead Redemption. You've got a gigantic world, but it takes ages to get everywhere, and you get that sense of hugeness. But that's all it's good for, the sense of hugeness. I think because I mean, in Red terms of the exception. Really? Yeah, because the, the idea, for me, the idea of Red Dead was that you are... A very very tiny man in this enormous wilderness. I, 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 I agree. With, I agree with you with the other with the other words. I, I, I can see that, but at the same time, Red Dead was for me like horse riding the game, and I I don't know. It, it, it's like you do you ride your horse. You do more horse riding in that game than you do in Shadow of the Colossus. Like that's mad. That's mad. And um, is it though? It's a it's a what Western game like that is. The classic image of yeah, yeah. And kind of it's boring. Be. And kind of if it's, if it's boring, then it, you need to do something about it. And it was boring. Games need to bore us more. They need to bore us more. No, no, they don't. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the way Batman's so cool. It never bores you. Yeah. You never like. Oh god, I've got a long way to go for this one thing. Because mm. all the content's right there, and the journeys are just long enough to feel to make you feel like. Well, you know, what? I'm not in the neighbourhood, so I'll do something else while I'm mm. over here before I go all the way over there. And, oh man, it just works. Mm. And I don't want to be down on Rockstar's games because, man, nobody builds a world like Rockstar. But they build a world as like this place, you know, this place to set all of their scenes. And their scenes tend to be a long way apart. Batman said, okay, we're going to set all of our scenes in this really small area. Just have an incredible density of content. And I just, I just think it's amazing. I just think yeah, that is. much content in that space, it never feels like it's cramped together as well. It never feels like... You're like you got you got stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. Mm. You always feel like wow that space was crafted just nicely for that one thing. Mm. They built that space just for that puzzle. Whereas in a a Saints Row or something, you'd be like wow they built that space and then they put a puzzle in it or yeah. then they put mm. a mission in it. Whereas Batman, it feels like the puzzles and missions came mm. first and then the sort of the space came afterwards. Amazing design. Rocksteady are absolutely the the crown jewels of British development at the moment. Brilliant. Oh. So, Mike, what hmm. have you been playing? I'm playing Battlefield. Of course you have. Of course I have. So have I. Wow, does the campaign suck. 
I, I disagree. I know you're quite. I, you I, you I don't think, mind it, right? I think the campaign. To be fair, is you, good. Don't, you don't love it though, do you? I don't love it, but if I if I paid well, <laughs> if I paid twenty quid for it. <laughs> <laughs> just, and I, I got a disc with just the campaign on, which you do anyway yeah, yeah. on the 360. And if you just get that disc and you pay 20 quid for it and you, you blast through it for six hours, you think, yeah, I've had a good time. I, I enjoyed hours. that. Mm. But but because you get the multiplayer as part of part of the package, you, you know, you're enjoying the campaign. You're thinking, yeah, I'm flying. The, you know, I'm not flying this jet. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm sniping these dudes and following this man. I wish I was playing you, the multiplayer. You do, right now. you do follow a lot of men in that in that. You do. Campaign. It's a man following. Sim. It's the man following. A man following in the game. Um, that's okay. So my problem with it, the campaign, is that you don't do anything at all for the whole game. No. That you you just you. It's obsessed with the way people in the military do business. Mm. You know how Call of Duty is like obsessed with the movie version of how yeah, military yeah. men yeah. do business like they get a mission they go to work they kill a load of dudes torture a guy we're back move. on the grid exactly right? <laughs> that's like that's the movie version of the way soldiers yeah. do business yeah. well battlefield is like we're going to simulate real, real military life well real military life involves a whole lot of walking yeah. and a whole lot of following and forms. forms a whole lot of following men forms, <laughs> like, oh, I shot 10 people it's 10 forms I have to fill in that's the last level you yeah. have to fill in all the forms Form, just yeah. the twist so at the end of the game clean your gun with connect and stuff there's a part where you're like in a jet and you're like brilliant I get to fly a jet no you don't my friend what you get to do is walk to a jet check the flaps you, you don't get to walk by the way Oh yeah, the game walks for you. You yeah. get to look around while you're walking. <laughs> so you you get to w- w- follow a guy to uh to you get to make let, watch let the game f- make you follow a guy to a jet. You get to look left and right to check your flaps, turn on your <laughs> weapon systems, and then he gets to fly the plane. He flies around. You point across here at things. You shoot them down. He lands. That's the mission. And there's lots of missions that basically follow that kind of structure. It is beautiful. And it's it's enjoyable to experience, I think. But the th- the thing for me about Battlefield single player, which struck me as really odd, is that everything that happens in the multiplayer happens in the single player, but you're not doing it in the single player. That's weird, isn't you, it? You're thinking, wow, look, I'm in a jet. I'm flying. You know, there's a jet flying around. I'm sat in a jet. Well, hey. And then in the multiplayer, you flying that jet around. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mad. Yeah. And the thing is, in Call of Duty, this is the thing that the, the Infinity War gets so right. Single player, the campaign is training wheels for mm. the multiplayer. You learn the skills you need to be badass in multiplayer in the campaign. And then once you get into the campaign, you learn the skills that will make you really good in the campaign. And that's when you can do your veteran mm-hmm. mode and stuff. Now, in Battlefield, you aren't taught anything. You aren't taught anything about what happens in. No. In the campaign, in the multiplayer, rather. If you showed up to the multiplayer and just followed men around, you'd be rubbish. <laughs> yeah. you'd Walk rubbish. around. You sit in the jet going, who's going to turn up and fly this? I've checked yeah. the flaps. Come on. Yeah. yeah. They're like, it's it's flat so, so strange. And as a result, and this is a nice segue into the multiplayer, as a result, you play multiplayer and no one knows how to play it. Yes. And they don't. No, they don't. They really don't. And Andy Hartup and I are old hands at Battlefield, and so is uh, Matt Castle over there, and Matt Pellet to a certain extent too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, <laughs> well, you didn't play as much as we did. He has no, 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 no. I, I would like to point out, when I came back from E3 on Strongcast, the very next, uh, very next Strongcast, I made a promise to myself, and uh, I guess to listeners as well, that uh, I would be buying a brand new shiny PC just for Battlefield. 
Um, I, and I just wanted to point out the fact that that is the case. I'm not playing Battlefield right now because my PC order went in Monday evening. I'm waiting for my PC and Battlefield. I'm, sure, I'm sure the listeners are, are heartwarmed.
kill the guy inside, run in, defuse. But then the other one's active, so I quickly run back to my tank, get to that one, that one explodes. In the meantime, the one that I originally defused, that one's been planted again. I can't get back in time, so that one explodes, and our entire lines collapse. We have no line, because everyone's just codding it up. They're deathmatching, oh, and you know yeah. what, that's cool. That's a cool kind of way to play. But it doesn't work in Battlefield, it doesn't yeah, win you yeah. games. And that's every game right now. Yeah. But you know what? That's not the player's fault. That's not their fault. Battlefield doesn't teach you anything. No. All it needed was the very first time you put in that multiplayer disc, an unskippable cutscene. And yeah, it would be annoying for me, but I'll go make a cup of tea. Well, a three-minute cutscene that says, Welcome, soldier. Here's how you play Rush. Here's how you play Conquest. Good luck. Have fun on the battlefield. Well, there was that thing with Bad Company 2. That guy made a YouTube video mm. like, literally two days after release, and it was just like, you know, here's like ten, ten, way, ten yeah. things you should do in Battlefield that yeah. you, you know that Always drop habits. ammo. Always. Yeah. No mm. one's dropping ammo right now. No one's dropping medkits. No. I, I, I tell you, you run out of ammo. I'll tell you so one game that did, oh. that did do what you asked for just then, and that was Brink. Because Brink was a whole new type of game. <laughs> but Brink had a half an hour yeah. of cutscene. <laughs> it was, it was Certainly over 20 minutes, you put Brink in, you sit there, I made a cup of tea, I came back, it was still playing, I'm like, what the freak is going on with this game? It just went on and it on. It didn't need to, on. it was too in-depth. All ridiculous. you need is three minutes. I could teach someone how to play Battlefield in three minutes. You should minutes. come with every copy of the wasn't, game. <laughs> you end up in their lounge, you just wasn't bark. There a, <laughs> wasn't there a tutorial at the start of Battlefield 1943? No. There was definitely on the one, one, one of the battle. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, was. There was a little was. island that taught you how to like fly planes, drive yeah. vehicles. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's something the game needs as well because mm. it, helicopters are real twitchy in the new game. Mm. Real twitchy, and you need that. You need some a place to learn. And Battlefield doesn't. They do should. That. They should do that. They should give a. They should create an XBLA game, basically Battlefield Boot Camp, and it can sort of be that tutorial. Make it a demo. Yeah, and like, and then if people try it and think, oh, actually, I do like this, it will, you know. It, Urge them to go buy the buy the game. It'd be a nice way. Of what what I also it out find there. odd as well is the co-op mode, which is okay. It's okay. Um, you Around unlock you unlock <laughs> weapons. For okay. You unlock weapons for multiplayer using that. But again, it's another mode in the game that teaches you nothing about the multiplayer. Oh, you do get to learn to fly a helicopter in a co-op. Do you? There is that. Yeah, you do get to fly a helicopter with your buddy. And it's a great place to learn to fly choppers. Right. But that's the uh, that's pretty much the only thing it kind of teaches you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I I I love the multiplayer as well, and you know, I'm not not gonna not gonna complain too much about the fact that people can't play it because the multiplayer there's, is there's, amazing. I sit I sit at the top of the points board like a king. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know what? That's going to reduce as time goes on. Yeah, we, exactly. We're going to find ourselves mid table. Well, actually, you know what? We might not. Cause we always did pretty good. Yeah. But Do you still have the fail horn. No, the fell horn's gone. Oh. So now Doesn't it, the music gets the music. Louder, yeah. You get a little bit of music. You get a little oh. bit. Of doo -doo -doo. Just, just like the, the fail music. Yeah, yeah, the fail horn because it was like you, oh. you, you know, someone is about to lose. Before that, <laughs> before that second or third patch, it would just the fell horn would just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten kills to go, and the fell horn would keep blowing. I like that. Sometimes it would be blowing for like four or five minutes because it would just take you because you'd be struggling to whittle down those last few. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to think about where it came from. There was just like a guy there with like an air horn, just like. Oh. It's good. Monitoring the map, so and just God like, looking down at the battlefield, going. <laughs> probably, we, probably we already know the contents of some of the contents of the first patch. They're actually adding horns in, not the fell horn. They're adding horns to cars and stuff, oh, which brilliant. is good. Well, you know, you need that because at the moment Comedy there's no horns. way to attract anyone's attention when you say, "Get in my car, get in my car." Oh yeah. So it's actually a really hey guys, useful no thing. No tutorial, but you can have horns. Yeah, hey. they're, they're boosting a few of the weapons, they're nerfing a few of the others. It, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop playing that game as a mobile fail, fail horn when I see the game is coming to an end. I'm 
just going to start, start screaming on the on no on the car oh, car horn. I'm going to drive around and everyone be like, "It's everybody the film guy." <laughs> yeah. Blow him up. <laughs> yeah, blow him up. What have you been playing, mate? Be like the guy, the bagpipe guy at, at D-Day or whatever it was, just walking up and down the beach. What? The <laughs> have you never heard that story? There was a guy in World War II um, mm. who used to just walk yeah. up and down the beach just playing the bagpipes. Yeah, and the Ger- he picked a bad beach to do that the, on. He survived. The Germans <laughs> didn't was, shoot him. They he thought was, he was he crazy. Was, he, once took on like three, he, he once took on like 300 Germans at once and won. By playing the bagpipes. With, with the bagpipes and a claymore, a that, sword. That sounds a bit he, like a Chuck Norris story. He went into a German camp and took every, everyone prisoner. Are you actually joking? No, you? this guy exists. Mad Jack the guy does something, exist. I forget yeah. his name. Mad Jack Bagpipes. He Mad was, Jack uh, McMad. He was, um, Blackadder. We've, we've spoken about him on the podcast before, actually. He's um, a character who's... So your mascot. Crapped, cropped up on the podcast. Um, he uh, he went to a, like a German camp took one guy hostage and then marched him around the camp taking everybody else hostage as well with just a claymore and some bagpipes <laughs> well, I think he had like a, yeah one time he was under siege in a place uh, he was the only survivor of this entire thing and then when the Germans all turned up they found him sitting there playing the bagpipes and he was like this is how I'm going to go to my death but they took him prisoner instead so he promptly escaped I'd but say, I'd say let me go his... or I'll play these bagpipes yeah, they the they most take hateful away instrument known to man because I would <laughs> Um, so, Matt, 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 I can't. Matt, I, can't I, I can't. I. I've. I've been playing a lot of Batman, but I've been playing Skyrim. I'm NDA'd up for that. I'm NDA'd up for Assassins, and a couple oh, of other games NDAs. as well. I'm NDA. really sorry. I want to talk. I could talk about Skyrim for about five hours going, five hours straight. But can you talk I'm not about allowed. it in real non-specifics. Can, no, I can. can I can, can talk you, can about. You give me one-word answers about Skyrim. No, oh, I, I can't. I'm totally NDA'd up. Is, is Skyrim good? I'm totally ending. Oh, you can say, but, it's I, good. but I can say, but I can say that I played preview code for Skyrim, and the preview code that I played was uh, made me feel like if the rest of the game did what the preview code did, it would be my game of the generation. That is the sound of an NDA exploding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fail horn. <laughs> Super cryptic. But I can't, I can't talk about the actual finished game, I'm afraid, for you another week. can't even week. say whether it's good. No, I can't say whether it's but good. If, I, if, I it, it's if it were good. as good as the preview code you played, it would be really great, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. would. Absolutely. If some, and if it was I mean, better... Good lord! Imagine, oh, imagine if something had happened along the way. To, it would, it would make it come off the rails. That doesn't seem like it would be likely to me. No, it seems hugely unlikely. It seems hugely unlikely as something would have happened between the preview go that you guys played and thought was indicative of one of the best games of the year. Mm. It'd be unlikely for it to suddenly go wrong. Between yeah, I, I can think release. of a few examples where that's happened. Yeah, I certainly don't think that Bethesda would allow that to happen. No, no, no. And uh, <laughs> and you can't talk about Assassin's Creed either. No, I'm NDA. Can you talk that. about your little trip to see Assassin's Creed? Oh yeah, I can actually. Yeah. I went over to Montreal about a month and a half ago. It was one of the last things I did for Xbox World. Um, I went and played it. That's yeah. the end of the did story. Did you enjoy that? I did. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, we saw a couple of different bits in the game. Saw some bits we weren't supposed to, like related Always. to Desmond. Oh, I wrote about it in uh, oh, PSM and Xbox World. You did, yes. Um, related to the stuff that's going on Desmond. with Desmond. I thought you said whores. No. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, I was like, what? Ladies and gentlemen, a terrifying glimpse into Matthew Castle's <laughs> mind. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to shoot you guys some notes just so I can like. Be on the next strong cast from like beyond the grave, as it were, just because I have some strong opinions. Like the finish Moore's game, gonna yeah, yeah. Then we're going to communicate with the Ouija board. Like I have some strong opinions about the game having having finished the main game. Sure, uh, that 
might have altered since preview code for, for Assassin's. Mm. Um, but but, uh, but you, you can still talk about, I mean, you can talk about what you played, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's going to be fairly indicative yeah, of the like, final version. Yeah, I think they... Um, I think they released a video uh, a week or so ago about the Den Defense, a strategy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I, you know, I played the first one of those, it was all right. I was quite concerned that um, basically when you capture Templar Dens, they mm. can then take them back. And every yeah. time that happens, you can then go and engage in one of these strategy mini games. Mm. And I was worried that it might pull away from the main storyline essentially and, and you'd be like oh god i've got to go set up another bloody wall and put arches <laughs> on more roofs and stuff um so i was quite concerned about that aspect but in terms of the city like constantinople is great it's got fewer uh, big sites like i don't think it's as iconic mm. as um as any of the italian cities in fact but it feels different it's got a different um vibe like instead of the old stonework of italy you've got Lots of wooden buildings, and um, there are zip lines everywhere. The just hook like blades, the real were, just like the Can't real Constantinople. Say it. They completely spoiled that. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a good um, joke. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's just like real Constantinople. The hook, the hook blade, gets around with the hook. The hook blades cool, but in my in the preview, I was slightly concerned that you now have the ability to jump vertically further than further than you could before because basically you can slingshot your way up. How does that work? And that's years older. Uh, he's still a nimble guy. Yes. Um, he's still if, a badass. If, if he was 50 during the Renaissance, he'd be knocking on death's door. Interesting, not, interesting not fact here. Um, when when I was walking around uh, the Montreal studio, yes. on the wall I saw a planner with like all the different ages set up. One of them had a character model, an mm. Altair, mm. aged 92. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll bear, say that. It's uh, what, what I will say is that bear in mind in the Assassin's Creed universe, the assassins are essentially they are Batman. They are the peak I, I think, physical. I, I think. I think. I think they're probably two-year-old. I think. I think yeah, they, they can get away with doddering old man. He wouldn't be sitting. He wouldn't be sitting on those benches to blend in. He'd be sitting on the benches because <laughs> he needed a Feeding breather. The He'd be like, "What a lovely old bench." <laughs> like I'm not going to say about how he's used in that context. I would sure. say like I guess you could. Uh, wing it and say oh they they're allowed to survive that long because of the exposure to the apple of eden and that gives them powers oh, that's oh, the MacGuffin that power that's, that's, that's when i saw that poster they need to explain anything in assassin's creed it's just ask oh, the apple of eden, apple when, of eden. When, yeah it's when like i saw that poster i thought that that's yeah. what oh, they should do bits, right? um <laughs> but yeah it was yeah the hook by stuff it makes it makes navigation easier and quicker although i think it removes an element of climbing puzzles mm. like sometimes you come up to a tower and it's like oh how do i do this you have to shimmy left and shimmy right See, like up that. here and down there i think i'm not saying that's been removed entirely but it's been minimized i think that is a shame assassin's creed revelations gives me the fear trademark now <laughs> i loved assassin's creed 2 it's one yep. of my favorite games of this generation i thought the setting was brilliant i thought the mix between story and action was good mm-hmm. i thought it retained the, the series' core stealth values yep. while sort of adding a little bit of spice. Yeah. I thought Brotherhood was good because it, it did the multiplayer really well. <coughs> I thought it, you know, they realised Rome really, really well. Mm-hmm. Revelations give me the absolute fear because everything I've seen of Revelations <coughs> is 50-year-old Ezio, who I am now bored of, yep. because I, I experienced this story in Assassin's 2 the bits in Brotherhood where you saw the flashbacks, you thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I quite like that. Revelations give me the fear. I don't think there's any life left in Ezio. I, the city doesn't interest me. 
there's grenades going off everywhere. I just think, yeah. this isn't an Assassin's Creed game. It can be, depending on how you play it, but you can also play it in a way that it's quite different. Mm. Um, what I would say is, again, thanks to the benefit of the Montreal trip when I went over there, um, we played some story missions. And there are... I'm not going to say the, like this is representative of the entire story, but there are some story missions in there which I would argue are series-topping story missions. There are some brilliant linear, like, secret location-style missions, some great things out in the city. They've done a very good job of shaping another story out of, like you say, a creaky character now. Um, and I, I would say you don't need to approach um, Revelations with the fear, as you say, because it's it's not... A, a, you know, a, a cheap cash in as you might expect. What with it being churned out in twelve months. Okay, interesting. Well, I guess that um, we're not allowed that, to talk about Call of Duty, are we? We're not allowed no, to talk no. about Call of Duty. We, we have Matt played it. Then. Um, we really have signed a very, you know very what? hefty, very tome-like. By the time we do the next strong cast, which we're, yes. we're hoping to do every two weeks, as we did before, we may, might occasionally have to skip one, just deadlines being what they are. But we'll always do our best to deliver every two weeks. Next one will fall just after uh, yeah. the game comes out, so we'll we need to talk about it then. Next one we will talk Skyrim, Assassin's Creed properly, and Modern Warfare. going to blow it wide open. For now, let's move on to your questions, so, if we can answer them. Yeah, let's do a very quick, uh, do a very quick one this time. Let's just jump straight in and say, uh, what's going to be uh, your Christmas game this year, guys? That's from, uh, who is that from? It's Joe Jones. That's Joe Jones. That guy or a girl? Uh, it's well, a guy. Uh, presu- uh, it's a guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a guy. You seldom have to ask in in the the field we work in. It's usually no. a guy. No, yeah. it's, it's it's quite the sausage fest games. It is. Yeah. Games <laughs> writing. Um, so for, Christmas games. There are uh, there the, are a few uh, girls who read our mag and uh, and listen to the strong cast now. Yeah, they must be. Uh, Horrified, to be honest. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say horrific. <laughs> I was like, it's horrible. <laughs> you wonder why people don't come up to you in the street. <laughs> yeah. You ignore their signs. You to it. Just jump to the rudest conclusion. This is, this is Matt Castle. The reason we brought Matt Castle into podcast is because he and I have such nice talks at lunchtime. <laughs> We just talk about all the events of the day and all about games we're playing. And I thought, oh, well, Matt Castle would be a real star. Well, he's blown that, so he won't be coming back next time. <laughs> I was going to stay, and then I heard Matt was on, and I was like, right, I'd better go. Oh, yeah, guess not, go. Not ne- next, next time we're going to bring in one of the guys from PC Gamer and, and Edge, and we can we can all sit there and talk about very, very serious games. So we can talk I, about the interlacing and whatnot. What's your Christmas game, Christmas Matt? game's always a big thing for me. It's always exciting, you know. Christmas morning, there's a real buzz, play a new game. You are um, this up. This year... I'm off to visit the in-laws, so there's no That's Christmas so game. Weak. Tell, oh. tell me what your so Christmas I, game is. I, I, there is no Christmas game right, because okay. I'm visiting I'm the ass- in-laws. I'm assuming that you are not leaving work or, on whenever we whenever we finish. But Christmas driving game, Christmas directly, day, driving directly no, to the in-laws. This is about your Christmas day back. game. No, this is about the game. It's, gonna... it's about Christmas day. Yeah, I, I might. Well, what about, what I might. Little gift to yourself. I might take my 3ds along. And sneak in an hour or two on nine nine nine. You're not you're but, not telling uh, me a Christmas game that's on three DS. Tell me your Xbox game <laughs> for Christmas. Oh no, I'm well, screwed because my Christmas not... game's on Charity Three. 
Well, oh, Uncharted 3, traditionally... <laughs> a bold re- This is the re- worst question. <laughs> <laughs> this is reloaded. This is a misfire. <laughs> Whenever an Uncharted game's out, that's my Christmas game. But because oh, of that, Lucy and I have to jump the gun with Uncharted 3. It would have been Zelda, but I reviewed it for Games Master. There is no Christmas game. I think... The game Christmas that I'll be the game that I there, there are three games I will be playing over the festive period. One is what is Battlefield. What is Battlefield? Because I'll have a nice shiny PC. I want to play it you might online. Playing that on three sixty. No, I'm what playing it on become? PC. Yeah, uh, games Masters map. Games Masters Number two is Skyrim. I've been playing it non-stop, and I will be playing it non-stop for about three months on three sixty. I don't want to start it again on PC, to be perfectly honest with you. I've done so much already. It'd be madness to start again. Uh, and you know what? This is so professional. I've temporarily forgotten what number three was. But if you come back to me in a bit, I'll, I'll remember. All right. You're never coming back <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the thing. Andy, I don't, I don't so what's your Christmas game? What's the game you're treating to yourself, yourself to this Christmas? So Sky- when you Skyrim. save... Skyrim. So you're not going to play it until Christmas? No. Oh, I know what it was. What? Dark Souls. I need to get back into Dark oh. Souls. That's my third one. I've got a hundred hours in that bad boy. Let, let me tell let me tell you the way it's gonna play out in the heart of household. Battlefield is my life at the moment. Yeah. Uh when when I'm not playing Battlefield online, I am currently playing NBA two K twelve. Yep. Wow. It's gone down really well it's in the Not office. because I'm massively into basketball. It's because it's an absolutely incredible game. Yeah, you said this. It's, you it's think incredible. it's awesome, right? Yeah, I mean the the, the stuff it does, uh, you know, I'm not you know, I, I'm not hugely into basketball, but it makes you interested. And, and it, it just amazes you, like... And I, I won't dwell too long on it because it is a bit niche, but when you're playing in the My Player mode, which is essentially like the career, so, you know, you just... You are you, you create you, mm-hmm. and you, you play through regular seasons, and you can only select you in the game. And when, when you're doing that, the, the commentary on the game... The, guy, the, the commentators talk about what has happened in your season and what has happened during previous games and what you need to do in this game while, while you're playing the game. So they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, they're coming off a, a three-loss a three streak. Uh, you know, the, the last game they were playing was, uh, was against Golden State and they just weren't hitting the free throws in that game. And, you know, their outside shooting was fantastic, but, you know, they weren't hitting their free throws and they need to be more aggressive in the D and, you know, this 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 player needs to step up and lead his team more. And it's just so seamless. It's, it's you know, if you picked it apart and, and you said, well, yeah, they clearly run, you know, voice voice clip 43 into voice clip 1094, you could probably <laughs> pick it apart. But when you are there in the moment and all the presentations going on and, you know, the girls are dancing on the sideline and, you see your manager get up when you score a really good basket and like pump his fist and you know you high five him and stuff. You just think this is digital voodoo. They just built like a proper pro- a basketball universe. They built the they whole have, world yeah. of basketball. You just feel completely absorbed. NBA by it. elite's got a lot of ground to make up when it comes out next year. I, they can't do it. They can't do it. But you know what? Maybe they can't. But what? There's one thing they can do. They can innovate in a way that makes the other game redundant. That's what Skate did. Remember, Skate. Yeah. Skate came along. And it wasn't as polished as Tony Hawk. Mm. It didn't have as many cool moments as Tony Hawk. But they had that control system, and you're like instantly once you felt that control system, you're like, I can never go back. I can never go back. And that's what they're doing with Elite. They're putting this right stick controls, and they're doing some clever stuff with that. And 2K's already got the right stick controls. Well, you know that's the thing. It's like they, they got a lot of ground to make up for the 2K. 
But anyway, that's what I'm playing at the moment, that and Battlefield. Switching between the two, one's my online game, one's my offline game. Skyrim I'm saving till Christmas because once I get into that, everything else just goes out the window. See, that's a that's a great choice, but I, I can't hold off like that long. I'm going to jump straight into Skyrim. Um, oh, I'm I'm saying this, out. but the minute the minute it comes out, I'll start playing it. See, what I like to do is <laughs> I, like, I like to restraint. I like to treat myself to a game at Christmas. I am going to play some Battlefield over Christmas because there's going to be a lot of new people jumping on Christmas Day, mm. and that's fresh meat from Mikey's gun. But um, what I'm going to be doing mostly, I think, is Christmas is probably I don't get to do a lot of gaming on Christmas Day. Boxing Day is when I get to do my gaming. Because you know family commitments on Christmas Day, mm. Boxing Day is Mikey's day. I get to sit down, and just play, be in a you know just be in my own universe, and it's probably going to be Uncharted on Fridays. I know it's a PlayStation game, but it's probably going to be Uncharted because from now until Christmas, I'm playing nothing but Xbox games. It is a good PlayStation. Yeah, game. it's a really good one. It's a nice. It's a. It feels like a Christmassy game because it's like, what do you watch over Christmas? You know, you watch your Back to the Future, you watch your Indiana Jones, you watch your Family Adventures, and Uncharted. Apart from the occasional cuss, is a good family adventure and the constant non-stop unrelenting murder <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there, there is there it's is that recommendations there yeah. is that there's a lot per- of perfect for Christmas unrelenting murder but I don't know stuff. it's a good it's a good like I think Hollywood good style adventure you're, you're bang on with Uncharted mm. in terms of Skyrim it's it's got that nice wintry feel it's oh, a northern you, it's, it's a of world Tamiel. you can lose yourself mm. in but you go to like the winter hold uh, which is where the the College of Winterhold, mm. the new Mages Guild, essentially mm. is. Mm. It's just blizzards, and like you explore the northern coast, and there are like glaciers going out into the sea, breaking up. Great, great Christmas morning, especially if we get a white Christmas. Yeah, probably be a yeah. shite Christmas instead, though. Matt, Matt Castle. Yeah, I get. Well, I guess I, you know, my big Christmas game was going to be Zelda, uh, but I've already played it, so. Uh, so you don't have to make apologies. I mean, our listeners are are used to. Uh, yeah. No, you know, it's uh, Xbox World is a mag run by multi Yeah, games, exactly. You know? So, so you know, there's that, and and I heartily recommend it as a Christmas game as well because it's you know it's cute and charming and everything. Um, really, probably really going to. So there's not enough murder in it. Uh, well, no, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to waste your listeners' time banging on about Zelda. But it's uh, it's hot though, right? The new oh, Zelda. It's, the new it's, Zelda's it's very cool. yeah, a real yeah. leap forward for Zelda. I genuinely, it's the best motion control game. I've ever played and wow. it's, it's you know a, a really good defence of motion controls the only one um, but a good one <laughs> but Matt what about Connect? What about, no that's rubbish um, so um, uh, what no, was I going to say Sky, yeah uh, it'd probably be Skyrim and these last last few years I've um yeah, I've re- I really like the Fable games. Huge fan. Like, to me, I think Fable mm. is kind of like They're the really Christmas festive, game. really festive, aren't they? Real yeah, Christmassy yeah, games. Nice I'd almost wish, like, I think Skyrim's probably going to be a little too kind of high fantasy for my liking. You know, I like a little bit more kind of sort of like, you know, some Monty Python-y kind of silly thing that Fable does. You know, it's all kind of, you know, locks and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Don't, don't think that um, Elder Scrolls is above... Humanly above comedy. Oh, like, well, I've been watching. Men- I've been watching Andy Kelly play it in the office, and it's all a little bit kind of, you know, low. I am son of Greybeard, no, 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 there's, and there's, there's, thou shall fetch me five mushrooms. There's some and of that, but side quests oh, are really? have always been like very tongue in cheek. Like in Mar- when you play Morrowind, the, f- the first thing you see in Morrowind, if you take the left hand path, you see someone falling out of the sky and splatting on the ground because they use this scrolly shit. But there's a sense of humor. They're like nerd humor. You know, they are sitting there. They're like, nerd they're like, humor, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if the you know, one of the you know, dwarves had like a, a height problem. He, you know, he was really kind of. He's like, a, he's like a tall dwarf. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 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 well, Fable is a piss take of Oblivion. You know, mm. Fable is a piss take of fantasy. You know, yeah. it's in it's pure. But probably Skyrim, just because I like snowy games mm. on Christmas Day. I think, well, I think the, uh, I mean, regardless of when any of us starts playing Skyrim, I think we're all going to be playing it until probably this time next year. Yeah, anyway. I suspect, yeah. yeah. So 
Well, the uh, the new Connect Fable is a piss take of Fable. <laughs> That's good. Oh. Nice and circular. Everything's come back on itself. <laughs> Ned Newberry asks if you were uh, if you could uh, live in any game world, which game world would you live in? Drunk <laughs> he mutters under his breath and curses. I'm just trying to think. They're all they're all pretty grim. That's probably, the thing. The whole reason is that the worlds tend to be horrible. So probably you've got Dark Souls to do. world. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to stand there. I'd die in like a, a second. Yeah, I'd just fall down the stairs, and that'd be me done. Um, maybe sticking with Fable. I quite like Albion. I think Albion's yeah, it's nice it's, it's Albion. a very sort of, uh, sort of chocolate box kind of picturesque kind of uh, version of the English it countryside. It's a chocolate box world, isn't it? Very it's lovely. So, not yeah. not in one of its city. Not in like Bowerstone or the port with all the male prostitutes. And you I'd want to be living in like the you windmill. Would, you wouldn't want to be a poor person in, in their world. But the thing is, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who you are in Albion because like, every half an hour someone like walks in front of you and does a really funny fart. <laughs> so <laughs> would you then applaud? And if you're lucky, he might even crap his pants. And, uh, you know, that is... Follow through. Yeah, that's high, That's brilliant. That yeah. world would be endless laughter. Another world that would be endless laughter is Stillport. Like, you just see people running around bashing each other with dildos. Yeah, but dildos. You, wouldn't, you, you would die You'd in seconds. Oh, it'd be really, it's Stillport. obnoxious as well, isn't it, Saints Row? You wouldn't want to live... They're all, they're all horrible people in that game, doing horrible things to each other. It's like Arsehole Kingdom. <laughs> you know, that's what that place is. <laughs> <laughs> I would Not live. <laughs> I would live in. I probably live in the world of Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude. <laughs> oh God! You so that's because you're a college. <laughs> because it's just there's there's no other world than than his college world. And you know all what? he does is drink. In, ter- in terms of in terms of mouth in, off. in terms of sexy time, I, I I I can't say I did well when I was at university. So yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> and a little return to yeah. Perhaps you do. Maybe you get partied out though, wouldn't you? Pied out? No, partied. Pired, I thought that was some horrible euphemism. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, you, you know, have you seen that that episode of Futurama with the, when they get the Slurm factory? And, oh yeah, yeah. And there's Slurm's Mackenzie who's there to party oh, yeah, all the like, time, uh, <laughs> and he takes off his glasses and his eyes are all bloodshot. And he goes, "I'm partying out, man." You'd be like that. I thought but, you were going to do that, <laughs> but you'd have a good time for many you, years. When you said Futurama, I thought you were going to talk about the Death by Snoo Snoo episode with the giant Amazonian women from Mars or wherever it was. No, I know, I know which one you mean. No, I, I just think you know Slurm Mackenzie. That is a niche reference. That is a niche reference. <laughs> <laughs> Love Slurms, McKenzie. Yeah, he's great. Mike, what about you? Where would you live? Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, everyone's everyone's friendly, and you get to hang out with your little your little animal buddies. It's a little Apart weird. From Rossetti. Yeah, it's that a it's, it's a little weird though because you know it's you're hanging out with little animal buddies. Your entire life is based around like carrying carpet between houses as yeah. well, <laughs> which is a bit of a weird existence. Yeah. Chopping weeds down. I, I tell you, hanging out with KK Slider though. I bet that guy is. Tell you what, you, great you fun. don't want to be is uh, is Warhammer Forty Thousand World. <laughs> <laughs> Just endless, uh, endless, unending, no, you know, eternal war. <laughs> You're like, sounds great, brilliant. This is the brochure. <laughs> yeah, humanity's population is in the trillions or whatever, and every single man, woman, and child is basically exists to further the war. That's what your job is. You were born, and you're like, right, i got to help our space marines make war, otherwise we're all dead. Brilliant. If, why is that universe so popular? It's a thoroughly unpleasant kids universe. Kids who hate their real lives. 
What about exactly. Rapture? Would anyone live in Rapture? Sort of circa 1959. Oh, think? good Rapture, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Partying away. Yeah. You never, you never see the sun, though. I would say Columbia, yeah. Columbia You never nice. see the sun. I hate the sun, though. You get fresh air. And, very yeah. pro-moon. I'll tell you what, Columbia would be a great place. I mean, before the riots and the eugenics and all of that nonsense. Yeah. Columbia it'd be pretty great awesome. living in Columbia. To be honest, if I, like, seriously, I'd probably like to live in, like, Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Oh, the Land. music and the voices. Oh. Everyone would be like... Your life is just a giant playground. You get to build stuff. Oh, like always collectibles. It's so much fun. They'd just be It'd like a version busy. of you with big stupid goggly eyes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the rare touch. Everywhere you go, you're tripping over things to collect. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, but, God, I really you regret this. You've got 10,000 Sting Jum Jims. Like, <laughs> you'd oh, you'd always be, you know, I, I foresee a problem with that. I mean, you're there and you're, you're having a great time and think, oh, yeah, I should have a little drive to the shops and you go into your garage and your car's broken. You can't bloody fix it because someone's been in and nicked all your bloody bolts. No, I'll be the one nicking <laughs> yeah. everything. I'll be, like, plugging it all you together. You have to keep kicking Build out all these, these squirrel things because Gen- they keep coming in and nicking all your... We're all leaning towards the nicest, stuff. most blue-skied places, right? I mean... Yeah. Uh, Outrun land. That'd be all right. There you go. Outrun land. You've got a Ferrari, yeah. a beautiful girl, and an endless road in front of you. And seaside yeah. and... You're never more than a stone's throw from a completely different, unique experience yeah. as well. Mm. You know, like video games, let's face it, they tend to be set in sucky places that you then unsuck <laughs> by by doing by doing whatever it is you do. Or you just blow them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as is often the way. Like, oh, yeah, I like to be on Red Factions Mars. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> everything, you sneeze too hard and everything falls down. And it's just constantly, it's just red rock everywhere. Oh, maybe I'll be get to be in Darius, you know, Darius Mason's uh, Red Faction. It's live underground where it's just the end of this, just miserable. Everyone's pasty, pale. Like people are going, oh, I can never have anything to eat in six weeks. You're like, oh god. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. That's that's a place. Still, and, though, we can what? smash those stairs up. So. There's something developers should learn from this as well. But like, yeah, the places that people would actually want to be are places that you do want to be in a game. Mm. Like, I want to be in Skyrim Land. I want to be in like yeah. the world of Skyrim. That's a place I would like to be. Could do without the dragons, mm. but you know what? If I get to be like a blacksmith in Skyrim World. It makes you want to save that world. Like, there's so many places, like Gears of War, you know, I often think, what's the point of even saving the world's this place? such a ruin. So what, we get, we get rid of the locusts it's not even their we're left world. in this horrific, horrific yeah. landscape. Yeah. It's depressing. Point. Yeah. yeah. you just got to be something worth saving. And like, you look at Colombia and you're like, wow, you know, I, this is a place that I need to escape from, but while I'm here, it's just wonder. It's just mm. a pure wonder, you know. It's, it's, this, it's this place to marvel at. And there's... Games can learn from that. You know, you know, to bring it around to something somewhat yeah. academic, you know, it's uh, it's they could. Yeah, there's there's a lot to learn there. Hit us up with another. One more question. Let's, let's, let's do the last one. So Mark Marling says, you know, Coddley is um, it's it's yeah, it's um, Activision's new stat tracking thing for COD. Uh, is they're going to do the kind of con- a lot of the kind of content you also get on Halo Waypoint, where they have video content and like explicit exclusive stuff. Uh, he says, do you think it'll be a success? Uh, if so, do you think other big guys like Ubisoft and EA will start doing the same when offering, uh, presumably what he's saying is offering subscription services that complement the Giddy game they're mm. putting out? Yes. No. Oh. I'm oh, sorry, I think it'll be a success, but I don't, I think it'll be suicide for other um, studios to follow suit. The reason being, there are, there are only a few... Most games have a multiplayer component, but they come out and one month, two months after launch, everyone goes back to COD or, you know, Halo's got following and 
Gears has a little following. Obviously, Battlefield does quite well. Yeah, but eventually but everyone's returning to their, their core games, right? The, the, the trouble is, like, a studio such as Ubisoft, they create a brilliant multiplayer for Assassin's Creed. But it isn't good enough to bring in the crowds. If they then slap a subscription model over the top of that, not for the game, not for the access, but for more of it, that's yet another reason to go back to COD. They need to attract people, and anything that will be a barrier to that attraction is mental because they'll just lose people over it. It can work for COD because it's COD. It's the most popular game in the world. Everyone knows it. It's It's got pe- beyond the point where it's just us who know it, like mainstream media covers it if you speak to anyone about you know games they'll say oh call of duty and fifa like they're well, the in, two in go-to fact, if i can jump in let's not think about playing it to like an assassin's creed or a rainbow six or a ghost recon what about playing it to a fifa which is that popular if it's something you know fifa i could sort well in fact fifa it does exist in terms of a pay for season tracking system mm-hmm. um they can expand on that and yeah, I can I can see it working in that instance, but I think you can count on one hand, uh, like the areas in which this model w- would succeed. In most cases, it will just be the downfall of that game, and I, I think people would be wrong to copy. And I think people realise that as well. I don't think studios will be looking at Call of Duty and say, "Let's do the same thing." It's interesting though, because uh, I actually went over to Beachhead uh, when I when I was doing some Call of Duty stuff and talked to them about Elite, and uh, it's more you know what the survey because there is this subscription element which is really driven by the dlc that you're getting yeah that's you know. the that's yeah. the thing really mm. that's you, the myth you, you don't you elite. don't buy call of duty elite to track your stats or that's mm. cool you buy it because you get a year's worth of dlc yeah, yeah. and, and actually everyone gets elite everyone gets elite as standard yeah. with all the stat yeah. tracking so it's really just like a feature which which black ops had anyway had its um you know the really in-depth uh, gamer card or whatever it was called yeah. so it's kind of elements of that but taken out of the game but more importantly there is an element of it where it has um it uh, explains everything in the game and like the kind of situations you should use it in. It's the very tutorial that Battlefield doesn't have and Call mm. of Duty doesn't have. You know, it actually rewinds and goes, you know what, you know, here's actually kind of, it may only be like one screen, but here's where we explain the kind of things you can use C4 for. So this is why you might want to pick C4 as your equipment. Mm. Or this perk, you know, here's what it does. And, you know, what, if you combine it with this thing, maybe it would do that. And it's actually like a kind of a trainer, you know. But I, I think that's bullshit that that's not in the game in the first place. Like, I mean, games used to come with manuals that told you how game. to play it the is. game. You get elite. They just call, you get that's because they're, right. they're calling it elite. You down, Everyone gets that app. Oh, right, so the that's still part, that's still part the of the free. Yeah, you download okay. it. And you can get it on your iPad, your iPhone. Yeah. You're actually on the dashboard. I was actually really, you know... You know, admittedly, they gave me really nice sandwiches, which probably helped. But I was really sold on <laughs> delicious <it>. sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Elite is, in some form, the future of games. And uh, speaking to, um, you know, whenever we we speak to developers nowadays, we ask, "What's going to be the next gen Xbox?" Things like that. And a lot of people recently haven't been saying, "Well, it's going to have this graphics card. It's going to be this powerful. It's going to use this." media well they've been saying is the next generation is about smarter design and it's not necessarily about making games look better making single player games blow up more it's about spreading games across all sorts of things and smarter design i think one thing i I, every everyone seems to ask for when i say you know what should be in the next xbox they want features that will allow them smarter design possibilities and Call of Duty Elite is very much an example of smarter design. It's a way of keeping Elite 
in your life when you're away from your yeah, Xbox. Yeah, you're always in, in the when, world of when, card running. You know, when, you, when you're, it's very cliched, when you're on the bus or when you're on a train, you look at your smartphone and you're scrolling through and you're going, oh yeah, my mate's just done that on Cod Elite and he's using this combination of kit and this combination of perks and a lot of the, you know, 36% of the community is using that. It must be really working. Can't wait to get home and do it. Do it. That is very much what it's all about. And other, other people are starting to do that, but I don't think anyone's doing it as well as Cod Elite at the moment. I know Mass Effect, that's going to be... A, it's a sort of a bit more simplistic. The, the whole sort of galaxy at war mm-hmm. is about playing Mass Effect on Facebook, playing it on mobile devices playing it in multiplayer and it all feeds into your core experience it, all, it all helps you build your galactic readiness which it does, essentially yeah. gives you a shortcut to the end of the game but mm. who has time in their lives to do that for multiple that's properties the, that's the thing you, you, you can get just for you can one pick game. like yeah a call of duty a fifa and maybe one mm. other a battlefield whatever but like i the, the trouble with systems like these and, and i agree like you know it's something that people would like to mm. have for for their own games but the trouble with it is that it also introduces something which we're already feeling with uh, like exclusive pre-ordered DLC. And that is if you're not a part of it, then you are missing out bits of this game. Mm. I like having a game, getting the disc, sitting at home saying, right, this is this experience. The, the experience is on this disc and I can like enjoy it at my own time. Yeah. As soon as you start pulling things away from it, putting it on social media sites, saying, right, if I do this every day for two months that will then feed into my overall campaign and it will help me out as well I will be getting much less of an experience when I sit down and play that game because I won't have time to do that and I won't have time to do that with all the properties I I want to enjoy I think I think you're right it will but I think it will be done selectively and maybe some companies will learn incredibly expensive mistakes when they try and push their their game across all sorts of things and lose millions because people say hey I just want to sit down and play the Assassin's Creed story. I don't want to be doing multiplayer this, Facebook that, smartphone this. It will be Assassin's Creed, it will does be it? Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> as well. yeah. um, no. To some extent, but, it's already started. Like Project Legacy on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think the games that do it will do it well, and I do think that sort of wider integration is is going to be a significant part of Xbox's future, and I think you're going to be getting a glimpse of that with Call of Duty Elite. Um, Quite smartly, uh, and I shall just assume that Mike did this because he uh, he intended to. If you want to know more about Call of Duty Elite, it's on the cover of the next Xbox World, yeah, which will be on sale on the sixteenth of November, along with our uh, COD review, along with our Modern Warfare three review, our Assassin's Creed review, our Battlefield three review. Our Skyrim review. My it word. is review Geddon. That is a that is a strong issue. Remember, strong. you can uh, you can get the magazine on iPad now or on your iPhone. You have to squint to read it, but it's, if you have an iPad, it's definitely worth picking it there. So if it's a little cheaper, you don't get the disc, but it is a little cheaper. Yeah, and of course, Xbox World TV is still going on the discs. So if you do buy the 
Yeah, and if you buy them, if print, the, mag. The print mag, you get to uh, watch our show. You get to roll it up, stick it under your arm, and you get to uh, so I, watch the Xbox, I get Xbox TV show. World with pellet free on my on my iPad. Yeah. Oh wow! Everyone is a winner. <laughs> that's great. Um, so so yeah, that's that's the end. Well, of the and we'll show. give it much hype in a couple of weeks. Remember, if you're a subscriber, you'll get the mag earlier as well. Mm, with a nice. Special subscriber edition yeah, cover. Yeah, special edition cover. Oh, limited yeah. edition. Wow. No expense spared, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, no, no. what a show. What a night it's been. What a morning. Yeah, here on uh, the Xbox World Strongcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Oh, Sans Matthew Pellet. <laughs> we're uh, we're actually maybe we're chopping, we're dismembering guest. him after this. I've already started <laughs> packing him back up into his box yeah. and sending him back to the manufacturer. So it's uh, scattering his uh, scattering his ashes on the ground, salting the earth to make sure nothing ever grows where it once was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, we yeah, you know with a bit of luck, uh, we'll be introducing a fourth member to this podcast uh, down the line, yeah, uh, Mister X. But for for now, or you Mrs. you can you can, Mrs. for now you can count on me. You can count on Andy. You can count on uh, Matt Castle. Best so. No, not count on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise that, Mike. <laughs> and, That's a big promise. And you can uh, catch Matt Pellet in the pages of Games Master, which is a great magazine. and It's a magazine that game many of us contribute to. So, mm. so uh, yeah, until next time. Until next time, folks. Fare thee well. Bye-bye. Oh, no. What? That's what I... That's going to be like my thing. And we're out. 